Cross of Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. On Sunday, September 20th, 2020, we gathered to worship on the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. Pastor Aaron Stamper preached from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. A few weeks ago, I uh, turned in my final project for this uh, two-year continuing education program that recently wrapped up. And I ended up uh, doing for my project is I put together a bunch of my sermons that I've preached since I began that program um, into a little ebook thing, uh, particularly the sermons that deal with discipleship, since that was the theme of the program. And so before I submitted it, I sent it to several friends and colleagues to review it, and I received many helpful comments back and edits, and there was one comment in particular that kind of rattled me. Um, and this comment was regarding a sermon I preached back uh, just in May, in which uh, you might recall us, that was a sermon in which I introduced you to our new puppy, Obi. That sermon was not about our puppy, as I made pains to uh, stress to you, but rather that was a sermon about um, how God is at work ensuring that the world is a perfectly safe place for us to be. Much like pet owners, uh, their task is to ensure that their pets are living in a safe environment. And in that sermon, I I had kind of this passing uh, sentence where I said uh, that God is fair. And my friend highlighted that and, and wrote back to me, God never claims to be fair. God isn't fair. And I was, uh, I was taken aback by that comment. It seemed kind of harsh and totally out of left field for me. I mean, of course God is fair. Isn't that one of the things that makes God worthy of worship, worth following? I mean, it's kind of, there's, core beliefs about God, right? God is good. God is love. God is grace. God is fair. And her her comment really bothered me. Um, And so fortunately, I didn't just brush it off, um, but instead I, I sat with it and meditated on it. And maybe you're a further down the path than I am, but uh, I came to realize she's absolutely right. God never claims to be fair. God isn't fair. I mean, fairness is one of those words that sounds really important, uh, but it actually lacks substance. Okay? It's, it's a flimsy, almost meaningless word. Now, this word's employed to mean that something is equal, as in someone does something and they receive something well, someone else does the same thing and receives the same thing, right? That's kind of how we use the word fair. I mean, uh, if you spend any time around kids, you know that fairness is a big deal. My boys keep very close tabs on one another when it comes to things like time on video games and desserts consumed, okay? If one receives anything that the other doesn't, what do we hear? That's not fair. Drives us nuts, right? Fairness is, it's hardwired in humans, but not just in humans. It's hardwired in animals too. Now, if you really dig back in your memory banks here, you might recall that I I preached on this text three years ago 
And uh, I remember showing a clip of two uh, capuchin monkeys. Okay, see if you remember this. The monkeys were in cages side by side, and they were each receiving the same reward, uh, which was a little piece of cucumber, for completing the same task. Okay. However, uh, the purpose of this experiment, they suddenly changed the reward for one of the monkeys. So suddenly, these monkeys were doing the same task, but one monkey started receiving grapes instead of cucumber. And apparently, grapes are a big deal because once the cucumber monkey noticed the discrepancy in payment, it started throwing the cucumber bits back at the scientist who was feeding them in protest and shaking the cage and getting angry, right? That's not fair, right? That's, that's what we would say. But alas, as we have heard throughout our lives, right, life isn't fair. We don't all receive the same things. Health, opportunities for education or employment, income, the number of days to live, the amount of love shown to you, the way you experience the world, the way people treat you. These, of course, vary widely from person to person. God never claims to be fair. God is not fair. But that's not my message to you this morning. That's not the good news. I want us to think about how we are to live in this world that is fundamentally unfair using God as an example. Okay, so it's time for today's gospel which is a parable that Jesus employs to teach his followers about the nature of God and the kingdom of heaven. So as I tell this story, please use your imagination to fill in the gaps or the missing details in this story, right? Add add colors, fabric, smells, sounds, add facial features to this story. Use your imagination. And most importantly, as you're listening, as you're imagining, I need you to notice which character you are drawn to, which character in the story you most closely identify with. All right, so ignite those creative juices. Here we go. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual day's wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out at about nine o'clock in the morning, He saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into my vineyard, and I will pay you what is right. So they went. When the landowner went out again at about noon, and then again around three o'clock, he did the same thing. At about five o'clock, he went out. And he found others still standing around. And he said to them, 
Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one's hired us. So he said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired at about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they'd receive more. But each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner. They said, these last people who you hired at five worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat? The landowner replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. All right. What character are you in that story? Are you the laborer who worked all day, receiving the daily wage, which was assumed to be uh, the amount that you needed to survive that day? Are you the laborer that worked all day to receive that daily wage? Are you the one who looked with disdain on those who hadn't worked as long as you had, but had received the same. They too had received enough to live for another day. Are you the laborer who waited all day long for someone to come around and hire you? But person after person passes by, looks at you, and thinks, and assumes that you can't do the work. So you're not hired. Until close to the end of the day, when you're so grateful to see that vineyard owner, who's passed by you several times already, in return not only to give you meaningful work to do, but to pay you what you needed so that you, too, can live another day. So that you can have your daily bread. Perhaps you are the vineyard owner. You see yourself as the one who is tasked with hiring and managing workers, giving daily bread to everyone who picked the grapes. Someone whose generosity is offensive to people who are so concerned about what is fair or not. 
as you think about which of those characters you most closely identify with, what is it about that character that draws you, that you connect with? Are you thinking of a relationship dynamic within your family, within your workplace, within your nation? If you'll uh, indulge me, we're going to revisit the story once more. And this time I want you to put yourself in the shoes of a different character. Use all of your skills of empathy to associate and identify with um, a different character than you did before. Again, use your power of imagination right, to paint the rest of the details of this story, this picture, this scene, and bring it to life. Jesus says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out at about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner saying, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. You see, this is not a story of fairness, at least how we understand it. This is a story about grace. And fairness and grace have absolutely nothing to do with each other. God does not call us to spend time and effort worrying about the unfairness of a God that blesses the people we think don't deserve to be blessed. Instead of being scorekeepers, God calls us to be grace givers. Brennan Manning writes this, Jesus reveals a God who does not demand, but who gives. 
who does not oppress, but who raises up, who does not wound, but heals, who does not condemn, but forgives. So may we all take the time in our lives to really meditate on God's offensive and wonderful generosity. And may that offensive and wonderful generosity fundamentally change our every thought and action so that all may have enough. Amen.